what I think makes successful entrepreneurs is you have to be able to check your ego. This isn't about you anymore. This is about the people that you're serving. This is your purpose, right? If it's your purpose, then it has nothing to do with you. It's not, it's not ego driven. So I think that for that, and if somebody gets put into that position, they have to look at it and be like, will this make somebody's life change? This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hey everyone, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Today we are, should I just sing this entire intro? Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'll get singing lessons and then, oh yeah, this is a good one. And then you will only hear me singing in the podcast. That feels really good. It feels good. It feels like not annoying at all. (laughs) So right now I am sitting in my office and I'm looking at this, I'm going to call him Grasshopper. Well, (laughs) his name's Hoppy. I named him Hoppy. He's been in our house since Halloween. It's now November 3rd. And um, he's really just gravitated towards my office, of course, because it's the highest of vibes, the vibiest of vibes of all the vibes inside of this house. And he's just been hanging out in here for the past few days. I um, brought him some grass. I put a little bit of water on the grass. He ate the grass. He pooped on my windowsill. And um, I just feel like we have a really good relationship now where we just kind of like vibe and he does his thing on the windowsill. I do my thing at my desk. He's kind of promised to not make it. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you guys, as I was as I was saying, he's promised to not make any sudden movements. Hoppy, why would you do that? You just made me seem like a damn fool on my own podcast. Um, of course, he hops right when I'm saying that to the other side of the windowsill. So anyways, I was going to say we had a good thing going on. But as you can tell, in real time, he has completely, completely lost my trust. And now I feel like he's staring at me and is going to try and attack me. So I might die in the midst of recording this introduction. And I'm not surprised that this has been a little bit of a wacky introduction so far because my guest, Chanel Senego, is a dear friend of mine and definitely somebody that I will get weird with. And I was so excited to have her on the podcast because she 
is someone I really admire. She's done such an incredible job at one, building her business, but also building community. So she's kind of a jack of all trades. She's built many businesses. And, um, you know, when we had first met, it was through my husband, Corey. They'd been friends for a while. Um, but Chanel and I were kind of doing similar things, building our businesses at the same time. And she had actually established and created a, um, a entrepreneurship community inside of um, a networking community inside of San Diego, inside of San Diego, in San Diego called um, Dames Collective, or that's what it was formerly known as and now it is level community and since then it has expanded across the united states in an unexplainable way like it just took off like wildfire and so i had to have her on the podcast to talk a little bit about her process of building community her process of just building our business as well um we have a little bit of different approaches so it's always nice to get a different um a different thought process and different mindset in here so that you guys can see a little bit of duality between the different ways in which people have found success. You know, I think that that's the really important thing that I want to just like kind of ground in before we jump into the conversation is that there's no one way. There is no one way. You know, I have shared my process of how I've built my business. I've shared my process of how my clients have done it. I share my process or share the process of other people that have come on this podcast and I hope that what you guys have seen is that there are so many ways, so many ways to make it happen. And what is important is that it is your way. It is what feels good to you. It is what feels most authentic and most true to you. And it's not just based out of the shoulds of, I think I should do this, or this person told me to do this, but it always comes back to, this feels right to me. This feels right to me. Because if it feels right to you, that is how we keep going. That is how the motor never ends up running out of gas because it feels so fueled by something greater than just the external influence or external pressure of what other people think we should be doing. Does that make sense? So as you're going through listening to this episode, feel into your body, feel into your body for what I share, feel into your body for what Chanel shares, because if something lights you up, if something feels like a light bulb, you know, switching off inside of you, this aha moment, this expansive type of feeling, trust that that is your intuition telling you, let's do this. Let's go in this direction. Let's follow what feels good. It's like a game of hot and cold. You can continue to follow what feels good and you're going to continue to get closer and closer to the thing that you desire most. Imagine that. So anyways, on the topic of following what feels good, I know you've been eyeing the mastermind and I know it feels good when I talk about it. I know. I see you smiling. I feel you smiling. And if you have yet to apply for the mastermind, let me just tell you that the community that is coming into this group is, how do I even begin? Is everything that I desire and more. It is the soul family that I have been craving since the beginning of my business. It is the connection and the support and the, the, the cheerleadership. I don't know if that is, if that makes sense, but it is just the, the, the level of nourishing community that I think all of us deserve in our businesses and crave in our businesses so that it doesn't feel like an isolating journey. And so I love that aspect of it. Yes, of course. And then obviously the content itself is so fucking expansive, empowering, and a portal, yes, portal is the word that's coming up, portal 
to everything you desire and more in business because we are blending the soul with the strategy. You're going to be learning the frameworks that I've created in my business to go from 30K last year into almost 300K now. Yes, and it's continuing to grow. I am so grateful for that so that you can do the same in your business, but not from the perspective of doing exactly what I'm doing, but instead creating your own damn way. That is what we're learning. That is what I'm empowering you with. And so, my love, time is running out and time is of the essence. We start on December 1st. There are still spots available because I'm still talking about it. And if you have been really looking to work with somebody in a capacity of being able to be supported over the course of many different up levels that you have because oh my god so many freaking things can happen in the course of six months then this program is for you because again it's the community it's also getting into um into my mind and being having me in your back pocket throughout the course of six months and being able to actually do the things that you want to do and actually make money doing so and actually impact the level of people that you want to impact and to really just again create something that you're wildly obsessed with and so I don't know what else to tell you guys I mean it's just it's something that had been on my heart for a really long time that I knew I wanted to create from the community aspect of it from the the education aspect of it and then from the implementation aspect of it too like I'm here to hold you accountable for taking the things that live in your heart and bringing them to the world and getting paid a hell of a hell of a lot of money doing so as well too Ah, sounds pretty dreamy, right? Okay, so if this is lighting you up, again, I told you, feel into your body. I don't care if you're scared. We all have fear. Feel the fear and do it anyways. The link in the show notes will get you to where you need to go in order to apply. And after you apply, if it's a good fit, I will say, hey, what's up? Let's hop on a call. Let's get to know each other a little bit better. And then if it is a good, 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 good fit, I'm going to invite you to jump into the program. Yes, I'm being very intentional about who's coming in, but don't let that stop you from applying. All right, my loves, I have spoken enough. Um, Hoppy is staring at me and I think he might attack soon. Luckily, I made it all the way through this intro. Check back next week, though. I'll let you know how he's doing. And I hope that you all enjoy this week's episode with with Miss Chanel Sonego. Also, if you haven't already listened to her podcast, Cha Cha Sips, it is the best. We were on it. It was hilarious. Definitely talked about doing mushrooms. All right. That's all I have to say. Enjoy the episode. cool because I feel like that was one conversation where I got to like take the coach hat off for a little bit and just like be real and have fun and just like be with friends so I'm really excited that you started your podcast and super excited to chat with you today I feel like it's gonna be real different than the usual conversations that I have same same but diff yeah 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 so everyone this is Miss Chanel Sonego. I am so excited that you are here. Thank you for joining me on The Alchemist yeah, Life. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I always love going on somebody else's podcast. It's because fun. Doing my own has been stressful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. So, okay. So, before we jump in, actually, to the conversation, you have been someone who just like, impresses me like no other with just your like diligence and like ability to show up and like do the damn thing and like take no shit, you know? You. And I think a lot of people, especially when they're just starting out building their own businesses, it's so easy to get just like caught up in the fear, caught up mm-hmm. in the, oh my God, who am I to do this? Or how do I price myself? Or how am I going to structure this shit? And I just feel like yeah. either 
you don't feel that at all or you do a really good job of not showing it um oh I don't know I think that I think the best thing was I went into it blind because mm. I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing I don't think a lot of people know what they're doing but it's wild to think like I'm coming up since starting what's now level um it was three years ago September yeah. 14th so in the beginning, we had no idea what we were doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, I know I don't want to work for anybody else. I know I want to do my own thing. And I not only was starting a business, I was starting a business in an industry I had no, knew nothing about. So I think that that helped alleviate some of that imposter syndrome issue. Mm. Um, because if I would have started my marketing business as the same way, it probably would have been a little bit easier. Yeah. But having all the background in marketing that I did... I constantly am dealing like questioning myself and still now I still have like a bit of an imposter syndrome um but I remember when I was like 20 and I had was trying to get a job at a restaurant and I had no like fine dining experience and my best friend had said just fake it till you make it mm. and I was like okay and I went in there and like one, um, I'm a Taurus. And so one of like my biggest qualities <laughs> go on is I'm really good at manipulating. Yeah. Which I think is like, could be good, could be bad. That's I mean, a Scorpio thing too. So I get it. Yeah. And well, Tauruses and Scorpios, you know, like I'm, I love Scorpios so much. So anyway, I think that when I started and was starting to put myself out there and I started getting to know the industry, I started to develop a little bit of doubt, mm -hmm. seeing what other people were doing. Um, and when we started, sorry, I'm kind of going on a, like a tangent, but, um, I thought it was the most unique idea ever. I was like, I am so brilliant. Like I'm so like such a visionary. Um, and I found out that there were like seven other groups in San Diego that had, were doing kind of the similar thing to us, like these like female entrepreneur meetup type of groups. And I was intimidated for sure. Cause I was like, oh, they had their shit together and they had been like in business a couple years, few years. But what I did was like, I'm not going to look at this as like a bad reflection of me I'm gonna look at this as an opportunity to learn mm -hmm. so I started going to all of their networking events I was like one this is gonna help me meet more people within this industry in this like bubble of entrepreneurs um, but also I can see what I like and what I don't like from their events and I can apply it to our events um, and so that was probably the best thing for me to do and help my business grow tremendously. And now there's only, I think, one other group out of those seven that are still around wow, other than us damn. in three years. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's a true testament to like, don't get in your own way kind of a thing yeah. because there's a reason you're good at what you do. Don't, don't keep that from other people like, yeah. that can change somebody's life. Yeah, for sure. Well, and there's a reason why you're being called to do this thing too. Yeah. I love the bring it on vibes, a little bit of big red going to the oh, yeah. competition. I'm super competitive <laughs> <laughs> and I try not to be like our whole thing is like no, like collaboration over competition kind of a thing, but healthy competition is good. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that are listening, will you just share a little bit about level community? Yeah. Yeah. So we are an entrepreneurial networking community um, that started in San Diego. We're now in nine cities across the country. Damn. Um, you know, COVID. Um, we were supposed to be in 20 by the end of this year. 
but because of COVID, we haven't been able to like hit that goal, which is fine. Um, we started off as a group called Dames Collective, which um, we then changed the name because we decided to introduce new levels to the group to help match our members' growth as they grew with their business. Because as you know, the conversations at three years in are very different than the first year right. and the second year. Yeah. And revenue changes those conversations. Employees changes change those conversations. But we also wanted to introduce a men's group as well because we that just enabled our members, current members, to grow more. Yeah. So we're event-based and we're membership-based. We have two events per month. Um, and our signature event is called the uh, Morning Mind Fuel. I don't know why I just like stumbled. <laughs> um, and trademark pending and um it is a panel every month where we bring we talk about something different that pertains to helping you grow your business and we bring on two to three speakers that are experts in that field or have had wild success on that and then they can lend their advice and then it also helps them grow their network yeah yeah and i've been a part of them and they are awesome i remember was it morning mind fuel when it was still dames collective or was that is it a different name it's still the same name okay cool yeah so we're trademarking that name right now which i'm very excited nice. about um and then so you spoke at like one of our first mm-hmm. morning mind fuel with andrea and i had mm-hmm. imposter syndrome come up because here yeah. i was next to the creator of vandivore and yeah. i'm like they have this huge following this yeah. super successful brand mm-hmm. like who am i to sit next to this woman who has been in the game for a really long time but at the same time it's like we both had such different experience and different perspectives that we were able to lend together really well and I still have people that come up to me or message me that said that they went to that event and it was so helpful most like one of our top attended events it was fun yeah it was fun and the one that we did um, a few months ago, COVID mm-hmm. style. So everyone, if you're listening, there's still, these events are still happening. They're just digital yeah. now, yeah. but they're so fun, you know, and you gave me the idea of having like a fun slideshow at the beginning with the mm-hmm. music. So I did that for the Academy of Breath oh, and good. it just felt like such a, such a different vibe and it felt like more community coming together. And so I feel like you just do such a great job at creating community. And even though we're like in this crazy time where it feels like we're super isolated and of you know distance from each other mm-hmm. you were able to like break that barrier and wow. have continued to break that barrier with level and so I'm curious because I feel like a lot of the women that I work with say you know I want to create community I not just like community around like building a following like yes that's great but also like to have people around me mm-hmm. to have people that I can hold space for that will hold space for me and just you know not feel so alone in this entrepreneurial journey and that's why I love like just group coaching overall but how have you navigated this time or like what do you suggest for navigating this time and actually creating community when we're you know more separate than ever you know I it's funny I actually just had a conversation about this today um with a friend and talking about community and how I truly believe that it is a necessity like a necessary need I guess that's the same thing right necessary need necessity that's just a necessity necessity (laughs) (laughs) I think it's something built in us at our core yeah I think that we aren't meant to be alone I don't think that we crave to be alone all the time forever um being part of a community makes you feel stronger and um more powerful I think as an individual and so you notice we all do it in every kind of way of life. 
I mean, I think that if you just pay attention to little pieces of you having a conversation with someone, finding out that you might have like a commonality with them, um, as like, for example, you know, they're from, I just used this today, but they're from Iowa, right? And I have a friend that's from Iowa and they happen to be from the same city. So then you're like, oh, we're figuring out if we're connected in some manner, mm-hmm. right? We're craving to figure out where our connections lie. And right now it's hard because we're seeking that community in person because we can only have it virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that be my advice, I guess, would be is find the things that you're the most passionate about and find community within those commonalities yeah. with people. Because when it comes from a place of passion and and maybe step outside of your like business for a second and figure out what it is just as a person that like you crave to do, whether it's go to the gym or do like a meetup or whatever it might be, find other people that are also like that. And I guarantee you, you'll also find people that would fit within your business community. In yeah. That sense too. I think that people get caught up in the, how do I find people though? And one of the <laughs> conversations that I have with my clients often is like, well, how do I find my soulmate clients online? Like, how do yeah. I know that this is the right person for my programs just by looking at their profile or how do I like kind of break that barrier between just following or commenting um Mm -hmm. to form that deeper connection yeah I mean I think intention with everything yeah I mean it's like the if you go and you're gonna mass comment and follow and whatever you're not really niching yourself but I won't go down that road I think that it kind of comes down to personality Mm -hmm. too. Like I think that I try really hard with my digital presence since that's what the space that I'm in with work to really show my like natural voice and like personality. Cause I think either you're going to like me or you're not going to like me. Yeah. You're going to like, you won't mind that I curse or that I can be like vulgar or whatever it might be. Um, and if you do, then we're going to totally get along. And then those people end up being my best clients. Yeah. Um, I'm really straightforward and I'm really blunt. And have you always been that way? Always. Um, I think maybe in high school I wasn't as much, I don't know. I pretend that like a part of my life never happened, but, um, (laughs) same, (laughs) but I'm, you know, I'm like that with my clients because I'm a very no bullshit kind of person. And I'm like that with, you know, that was important with level. And with my clients now, I'm like, I'm not going to just give you, you know, with my consulting clients, I'm not going to just give you action items. Be like, I hope you get them done. Like, if you don't get that done, like we're going to have a problem and I'm like, not going to want to work with you because if you're not doing the work, there's no point in you paying me. Yeah. Um, I want you to believe in yourself just as much as I believe in you. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think like properly projecting who you are is really important to be able to attract the right types of people into your life when it comes to business. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I know this isn't going to be off for your podcast, but I really trust my gut on people. If something feels off at all, like either it's an alarming no, or it's like a, maybe I need to explore this a little bit more Mm -hmm. to figure out why like something's not settling those clients end up never being the ones I like working with. Yeah, 100%. I know. I think that what has come up for me in like strengthening that trust, because it really is just trust that like that feeling is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many like layers of the fear of like, oh, but if I say no to this client or if I, you know, I had a woman uh, reach out to me 
today about VIP one-on-one coaching. And over the past week, I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like I love group. I love having these big groups come together and seeing the community form from that. And at the same time, when she reached out, I saw myself have this tendency to be like, ah, but maybe I'll open up a couple spots like in the, in the beginning of the year or, you know, like because the, of the tag of the like the price tag situation or because I think just the money like the yeah. am I saying no to money am I leaving money on the table and the okay. fear that comes from if I say no to this person does that mean that I will not have as much money or that I'm I am limiting myself or preventing right. myself from actually receiving um which has been an interesting like an interesting like dialogue to have within myself of like no you doing something that you don't want to do is actually going to prevent money from coming in it probably will not turn out in the way that you want it to because think about all the other times that you've said yes to something just because it looked good and shiny up front Mm -hmm. but actually wasn't in the long run um and it's like that dialogue that i still have to have with myself to like stay in integrity you know yeah i um I, you know, energy, money is energy, right? And, and it's like, I went through right at the beginning of COVID, one of my biggest marketing clients, um, was a huge chunk of my income every month. Um, wasn't healthy. It was a toxic relationship and I had tried to work through it and just wasn't working. And I, mind you, COVID just happened. So I'm in a panic financially about what's going to happen with level and, and whatnot, but I had to stay true to that feeling exactly what you're talking about and having that internal dialogue about it. And I fired the client and I was terrified. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to continue this lifestyle and you know, whatever. Um, and as soon as I got rid of that client, my business has never been busier. Mm. I mean, ever been busier. I mean, I like had my first $15,000 week right after that happened yes yeah so I think that you hit the nail on the head if you are gonna put you're gonna be attached to that person's energy and so that's gonna prevent you from being able to actually continue to grow yeah I love that and something that I heard from another coach um is like don't money does not come from people it flows through people and so you can have money coming from a certain person or flowing through a certain person. But if you cut that person off, that doesn't mean that you're cutting the money off. It means that it's just going to flow through in a different way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So true. When you have been in a position of like pivoting in your business or starting level or like starting to work with these new clients, how do you like keep your motor running? Because sometimes I feel like, especially with, individuals that are just starting their business or just pivoting into a new space if the imposter syndrome comes up or Mm -hmm. if the overwhelm comes up it's just like this okay I'm just going to shrink back and go back to like what was comfortable versus actually rising above and like answering the call or like moving through the challenge and the opportunity um and I feel like you do a really good job of just like keeping that motor running and like doing the damn thing. <laughs> I don't almost know to healthy. a fault. <laughs> I am a total workaholic um because I love it. And one of the things that I came to realize after starting level, like this, we're talking, we're probably in the last year I figured this out, maybe year and a half. I realized that I was, I remember, I don't know where it was, but somebody was like, what is your purpose? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Like I got to work. Like I just keep going. Like yeah. I don't like, I, I on the prize and almost like you said to a fault, like I keep seeing that next goal. And I did a lot of, 
kind of questioning of like, am I doing what? Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Is this something I want to do forever? Like just because I started doesn't mean I have to keep going, you know, like if it doesn't serve me anymore or doesn't serve these people anymore. But I came to realize that every fiber of my being from the moment, like my first moments that I can even remember, my purpose has been community. Mm. And so I love bringing people together, whether it's like family, if it's, you know, bringing my friends together, people meeting each other, connecting people. I've just been always been a natural connector. And I and I love that. That's what brings me joy. That would that's like what fills my cup. Right. Um, but. I think that the imposter syndrome piece that you're talking about, you are like your biggest limit. There has been countless times where I've done outreach and I've been like, this person's like a really big fucking deal. <laughs> and why would they want to come speak on a panel for us? Right. But the thing is, is that what's the like worst that could happen mm-hmm. if you put it out there? Honestly, what's like the worst that could happen? They say no. Yeah. Or they're like, you're not like my, for me, it was like, you're not good enough kind of a thing. Like yeah. you're not big enough. You're not like an influencer. You're not whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Then that just gives me more motivation to be like, fuck you. I'll never have you on my yeah. like panels again, yeah. you know, never. I've never had anyone say that to me before. I've had people come back and be like, well, we like charge X amount of dollars and it hasn't been within our budget, but right. it hasn't gone in my way. And I have a client, current client, who gets in her own way constantly. And she constantly questions her worth and her value. And it's this crazy imposter syndrome. And I have to force her to like put herself out there and pitch herself to these clients, these potential clients that are big name people. And every single time she's done it and stayed consistent with it, she's landed the client. She's like, I can't believe I did that. This is all you. And I'm like, it's not me. Yeah. Like you're doing it. Yeah. This is who you're the one they want to work with. I'm just helping you see that potential in yeah, yourself. Yeah. And get out of your own way. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, that's kind of how I feel like everyone needs to, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the pain of like staying in the same place for me at least is just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. I'm not going to accept that I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to accept something that's mediocre. Like I am not going to settle. And I feel like it's okay to like be in that energy. I think sometimes people feel like it's like greedy or like you're not satisfied or like Mm -hmm. you look around, it's not being grateful. Um, and I think that, you know, to to a point, yes, we want to be grateful along the way mm-hmm. and grateful for where we're at. But also, like, going back to that, like, if you feel this desire to do something, to create something, if it keeps showing up over and over and over again, there is a reason for that. And it's only going to – the way that it was put to me is, like, if you don't actually listen, then – the universe is going to create lots of obstacles for you to get you fucking listening. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, you know, I remember hearing about these entrepreneurs and this is, I think the difference between a, a business owner and an entrepreneur is literally what you just said is the desire to keep growing and being bigger than themselves because you're goal oriented, you're goal focused, right? doesn't mean you're like going to kill yourself and work a million hours a day and you need to be like a multi-billionaire if that happens, you know, we receive hard work, you know, so <laughs> I'm available uh, for that. I'm available for that. Um, but you, that's the difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah. You can go in and you can own a liquor store and 
make good money every month or I don't know why I was liquor store as an example. <laughs> Cha-cha sips. But I feel like that's consistent, right? It's yeah. always the same. It never really changes. Everything that's on the shelf is pretty much the same. Um, but as an entrepreneur, you're always thinking, how can I make this better? How can I better serve? How can I do this, right? How can I ele- constantly be elevating and evolving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to say that, but now I forget. Do you feel like everyone has the ability to tap into that entrepreneurial mindset? No. Yeah. I don't think so. I truly think it's something that you're born with or that you were raised having to develop. Yeah. Um, do you know your Enneagram number? No, I don't. You don't? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so I'm a three, which is, like, so on point. And a lot of entrepreneurs are threes, usually, from what I've been told. I don't know a lot about it. I'm a three. (laughs) But it's the achiever. And it it makes sense for me because I'm constantly striving for something more. I'm very goal-oriented, never satisfied. And I truly think there's something that you're either born with or, like, because of how you've, like, had to deal with things as growing up, Mm -hmm. you've become for lack of a better term, like scrappy. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I don't think that that means that not everyone has the ability to grow and to crave like that expansion. I think that in the sense of like building a business and the things that come with it and like the fuck, like the immense amount of growth Mm -hmm. and having to like look at your shit day in and day out isn't for everyone and that's okay that doesn't mean that not everyone gets to grow and thank you penny for drinking your water behind me um (laughs) but one of the things that i've been thinking about lately is just like damn like especially being in like a launch mode i am looking at my shit every single day and i am constantly seeing the stories that i have come up or the beliefs that um it's not going to happen or what if i'm not supported or what if i'm not enough and going back to that like idea like do you shrink or do you rise I think a lot of people do not necessarily shrink but are okay with having that space between like having to like look at all of their stuff constantly because it is like an emotional upheaval and like you have to be ready to to do that you know oh yeah I mean it's why not of course it's easier to shrink it's safe it's your bubble it's like what you know and by rocking the boat, you know the waves are going to come. Mm. You just know they're coming. You can't like, I mean, you can steady the balance, right? But like their shit could go wrong, but you know you're going to get something. Yeah. And I think that for you to look at something you've created, you know, well, me knowing you, you're always striving for better, right? I don't think that you're striving for perfection, but you're always striving for better. Mm-hmm. And I think that with an entrepreneur, you have to be able to, what I think makes successful entrepreneurs is you ch- have to be able to check your ego. This yeah. isn't about you anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is about the people that you're serving. This is your purpose, right? If it's your purpose, then it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's, not, it's not ego driven. So I think that for that, and if somebody gets put into that position they have to look at it and be like will this make somebody's life change yeah yeah and that's hard because I think that we don't always think that we are big enough quote unquote Mm -hmm. to be that change in somebody's life I mean I know I didn't I was like I 
put together events for female entrepreneurs to come and meet and like it's fun and it's and, and it's an outlet it's a way for their husbands to not like or wives or whatever to not want to like <laughs> kill them because they keep talking about their business over and over yeah but I've had three different women in the last year tell me which I still don't like understand it's weird because you hear it but you still don't process it that of all different ages I'm talking like 25 one in her late 30s one in her 60s love that say you changed my life and I'm like okay like how like because I'm so funny (laughs) (laughs) I have such a great personality they're like the one most recently she was like I was really comfortable at my job I was really comfortable at my job and I was good at my job and she was a stylist for Nordstrom. And she was like, I was supposed to go into work that day or come to a dame's event or level event. And she's like, I, my mom told me, don't go to work. Go to this event. Just go. Like, it's going to be fine if you're going to be late. So she came to our event. She's like, that day I decided to quit my job and start my business. Wow. And now she fucking kills it. And she's on TV for styling. Like, she kills it. So... To hear things like that, that shows me like everything I do, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just like the vessel to help make that happen for other people. Yeah, yeah. I love that so much. And what you said, like it's not about you. That's been the biggest thing. Whenever I have fear come up, whenever I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I should launch this or what if it, what if it fails or what if I sound stupid, I always come back to, Ava, it's not about you. It's not about you. And I think that everyone needs to come back to that because it gets us out of our way again mm-hmm. and focuses focuses us back on being of service. And it's like that example, it's like you, if she was the only person that you ever worked with in the only life you ever changed, that still made a huge ripple effect mm-hmm. out into all of the other people that she is now impacting. Correct. You know, and yeah. I think that we forget that. Like sometimes I... When people are first starting, they're like, oh, I only have like one person signed up or two people signed up. What am I going to do? Oh my God, my ego, blah, blah, blah. That's the best that can happen for you though. Yeah. All right, you guys, we're taking a quick break from this week's episode with Chanel because I am sitting in my office loving up on just the whole vibe and how it's coming together. I feel like... I had been pinning all of the different things that I desired to have in my office before we even had this place. And it's just so fun to see how it's come together. And I wanted to share just a couple of things that I am loving having in my office on a daily basis. So the first you guys probably already know are my blue blocks. So these are my blue light blocking glasses and I wear them every single time I sit down at my desk I literally have them out sitting on my desk so I don't forget to put them on because if I do my eyes my body my hormones my health it all just feels so funked up yes I said funked up by the end of the day I don't know if you guys realize this but blue light is not good for us and literally by the end of a single day a single work session and I'm not really even on my computer for that long maybe like five or six hours I can feel a massive difference between when I'm wearing my glasses and when I'm not. When I'm not wearing my glasses, my eyes feel tired, they feel dry, they feel itchy, they feel very unfocused. I can feel almost like this like heavy throbbing feeling in my in my brain basically. And then when they are on, 
I feel much more energized. By the end of the day, it doesn't feel like I have to shut my eyes immediately. I can still have conversations with people. It's okay for me to watch like a 30 minute or an hour long TV show with Corey. And so we really want to be doing as much as we can to take care of our eyes during the day. And wearing blue light blocking glasses is really the first step that you can take and such a big step that you can take because let's be honest, we are taking in blue light from all angles. The lights in our ceiling, if they're fluorescent, the light from our computer, the light from our screen, hell, even the light from our refrigerator. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And so if you do not have a pair of blue light blocking glasses, or maybe you do have a pair, but you feel like they don't work, there's probably a reason for that because most pairs do not work. However, I have found the most amazing company, not only because the people that run it are incredible, but also because their products are absolutely amazing. Truly. Blue Blocks is my jam, my go-to. Again, I have my blue light blocking frames from Blue Blocks out on my desk every single day, wear them every single day, and it is my favorite go-to piece of my office besides, of course, my essential oils, my crystals, my desk, and all of the things. But blue light blocking glasses are the must-have for anyone, anyone connected to a digital device. So that means you. And so if you do not have a pair of glasses, or again, like I said, if you feel like your blue light blocking glasses that you bought maybe off of Amazon or one of those big name brands don't work, it's because most of those companies do not actually follow the academic peer-reviewed research. And so of course they don't work because they just made them because blue light blocking frames became trendy, but they didn't actually follow any of the research. Blue Blocks, on the other hand, literally started by challenging the research. The founder, Andy Mant, went in and tried to understand blue light and the entire process in creating these lenses. And so he is just in such integrity with the research, the why, the intent behind the importance of wearing blue light blocking glasses. And oh my goodness, he is incredible. If you haven't already listened to his episode on the podcast, please go back, do yourself a favor and listen to it. He's a wealth of knowledge. And um, that's another reason why I absolutely love this company because they practice what they preach. They walk their walk, they talk the talk, and they have incredibly high caliber glasses. So blueblocks.com forward slash alchemized for 15% off of your order. It's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com forward slash alchemized. Again, that's 15% off. And if you aren't already sold, every single pair that is purchased, the monetary equivalent is donated to a person in a third world country so that they can get glasses so they can see. So not only are you doing your eyes good, you are doing the good of eyes in another country. So again, that's blueblocks.com forward slash alchemized. You'll get 15% off. Give it as a gift for your overworking partner. Give it as a gift for yourself for the holidays. And I can't wait to see all of you rocking your blue blocks on social media. And speaking of the holidays coming up, speaking of the elections wrapping up, I will be the first to admit tensions are a little high. They're a little high. And if you're feeling like you need to talk to somebody during this time, that's not your mother, not your aunt, not your partner, just an unbiased person who not only can hold space for you, but can also support you in navigating the many different currents of emotions that have been arising throughout 2020. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash alchemize. You'll get 10% off of your first month. I love BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is an online platform that matches you with a licensed professional therapist based on your needs. So the reason why I love this is because sometimes 
based off of where we are, especially if you're maybe in a more rural place or maybe you're in a big city like LA and counseling is super expensive, it gives you the opportunity to work with somebody based off of your needs and also based off of your budget as well too. So they have lots of different plans available. They have financial aid available and it's more traditional or more affordable than traditional offline counseling. So again, like I said, they can really meet you where you're at and you can still get the support that may have felt unattainable in the past because of the maybe whopping prices of traditional offline counseling. I know that that stopped me for a very long time and it wasn't actually until I found out about BetterHelp that I started seeing a therapist frequently and being able to speak to someone again as you just navigate the many different (laughs) currents of of emotions that come up throughout your life. And so BetterHelp is nice enough to be giving you guys 10% off of your first month. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com forward slash alchemized. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash alchemized. You'll take a quick test. It's basically an on, not a test, an onboarding questionnaire. They'll match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can talk with them either via chat, um, via video call, also on the phone. So there's lots of different ways that you can talk with them based off of your needs and how you feel most comfortable speaking with a therapist. And the cool thing is that the entire platform is all very highly protected. Um, it's password protected through the app on your phone, also in um, the desktop version. And so if you worry about anybody finding your messages, know that it's all locked up and safe for you. So once again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash alchemize for 10% off of your first month. one people I was like that with events too and I'd be like we have like 10 people coming they were the best events and those people ended up being the most loyal Mm. and those were the ones that told everybody else and then that's how the community starts to grow because you get you get to solely focus on that one or two people that are in your in your group right yeah you get to show them like tend to them and give them a lot of like nourishment whatever it is that you're doing with them like they have so much undivided attention now that they get to get to know you and now they're invested in you and now they get to spread that to the network that they have Mm -hmm. and it just like you said it's a ripple effect yeah how do you create continue to create that or like hold that level of quality as it's growing to like keep that kind of intimacy and just those touch points with your community that's hard to one it's hard yeah two it's hard to explain um when we decided to launch in other cities we knew that that was the one piece mind you i think most people know but if you don't know i started the business with a business partner she's not with the company anymore um totally fine like positive amicable yeah we good (laughs) um but i remember telling her or we were talking about that was the one piece that people loved about us the most and it was the environment Mm -hmm. the welcoming non-catty environment which is hard because it's natural especially women of our age and older to click yeah. and get into little clicks yeah right so how did we how are we going to do that and we realized that the only way we could really do that was one finding the right people knowing their intentions since her and I since our business partnership has split we've gotten even more intentional about the types of people and have a much more rigorous application process Mm -hmm. um, because we've made some bad mistakes um, with people but it was also being there at every launch event because you lead by example right so if we were there at those events and we showed the way that we interact like being at the door and welcoming somebody and being the one not being too big or 
you know, being the founder or the owner. Right. You were there at the front and you were greeting people. You're getting to know people. You were getting to their, on their level, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. That showed our chapter leaders how they should be mm. doing it. Mm-hmm. It showed everyone in the room how they should treat one another. And I think that that's been probably the heart and soul of why we've been able to cultivate this type of community. Yeah on a national level yeah I love that and that's good for me to know too because it's like as my community grows I'm building out a mastermind membership for the end of the year the academy of breath is growing as well too and it's like one having a team around me to make sure that no one falls through the cracks and to have those touch points um but two not losing the essence of like why I'm creating these things in the first place and making sure that like I am in there like I do have boots on the ground so to speak um and I'm not like too big for this community like someone had asked me the other day like I feel like you you like show up on social media so much and how do you how do you like continue to do that and like hold space for us and like give us such um you know in-depth answers and support um constantly and it's like well because that's that's my purpose that's my intention have you done Clifton strengths before Mm -hmm. okay so I'll give you the Clifton strengths I'll do the Enneagram or whatever it's called um but my top strength is relator and that is creating connections with people um which is funny because I don't really like people that much um (laughs) (laughs) I was like is this right but then I was thinking about this as like the way in which I interact with my clients and my community it's like that is such a big point for me I'm there responding back to every single comment I am there responding back to every single dm you know to a point I'm not just like giving out free coaching in my dms but I'm there holding space for people because that's what I desire in my life that's how I want to be treated as well Mm -hmm. and that's like a big pillar of my coaching is to not be like so like an arm's length from the people that I work with like I I go to the beach with my with my clients I go get coffee with them I connect with them totally um and that's important to me like it doesn't me too I'm the same way it doesn't feel unprofessional to do that or like I'm like blurring a line between friendship and profession you know Mm -hmm. um but as it's growing I'm like how do I continue to um maintain this while not also working 14 hours a day I mean tell me about it I feel like you have to set the set a boundary just know what that boundary is I like to be approachable myself so I feel like you I'm like I can completely relate my only boundary really is like I won't date clients yeah that's it um or like hook up with them <laughs> I dated my coworker and look at where this okay, en- ended different. up <laughs> that's different coworker is like natural I feel like that happens I think that having the boundary just knowing like when is too much but I think that also knowing that you can't befriend or have that relationship with everybody nor does everybody want you to have that relationship with them right that was a hard thing for me to realize because I'm such a like a giver and I want to like fix everybody's problems and I want to relate to them and Mm. I want them to know everything about me and I want to know everything about them yeah but not everybody's like that yeah so I felt this need as as we grew I wanted to know every member I want to know all about them I want to know how many kids they like what's your social security yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) what's your net worth um are you gonna continue to be a member um but they not all of them were like that yeah but a lot of them were and we still have like I've developed really strong bonds and they've stayed friends and I think that it's just don't kill your what do what feels right yeah and like be it like very like intentional with your time and their time yeah I think the interesting thing that 
um, I've found too is that it doesn't mean just because someone doesn't have the same approach as you doesn't mean that they're not getting what they need out of it. You know, like I remember, um, Penny's so excited because In-N-Out just got here. (laughs) I remember when I used to do like yoga workshops and yoga class and teach in the studios, there would be people that I'm like, they kind of have a stinky look on their face. I don't think they're enjoying this or I don't think they're getting what they need out of this um, out of this class or out of this workshop, I don't think they're enjoying themselves. And I would assume that based off of how they were just holding themselves in their presence. Like they're not um, communication. Yeah. Like off. Yeah. And, but it was more just like, they didn't approach things from the same way that I did where like, if I take a great class, like I go up to the teacher afterwards and I'm like, oh my God, that was such an amazing class or this workshop was incredible, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and some people like just aren't like, like that. that. I'm not yeah. like that. I'm like, I try to play it cool because I'm like, yeah, that was really great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I um, I definitely am like a schmoozer in that way. Um, but so I expected people to show up in the same way that I was showing up. And it was a lesson that I had to learn through actually. Penny, you are just click clacking around. It was a lesson that I had to learn that they're still getting what they need out of it. And in fact, in those times when I would like kind of was like, huh, maybe they're not having a good time or maybe they didn't enjoy it. Those were actually the times when I had people, you know, message me afterwards and say, hey, I love that. That was so transformational. Mm-hmm. Or they would come after, up to me after class and be like, thank you so much. Um, even though it didn't necessarily look like they were. It's true. You know, and yeah, it's like. I've had those experiences too. It's th- like you have no idea what's going through that person's head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And just like letting go of the assumption that someone is feeling or thinking or speaking in a, in, in a certain way um, and the expectation that people have to show up mm-hmm. in a certain way or else like shit's gone to hell. I mean, yeah. And I think it goes back to what we were saying before. It's like, this has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Get, like it's more than you. Right. And like I, my favorite quote ever is um, be kind for everyone you meet is going through a battle you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that pertains to everything. So that person in your class could have been really struggling with something and it took everything in their being to just be there. Yeah. And you gave them a little bit of relief in some way, even though they're in a mass amount of pain, whatever it might be. And so don't take somebody's, first of all, also, Everyone has a resting bitch face, I feel like. I do. I I definitely do. I have no poker face either. (laughs) So it's like I have to like turn away or something. (laughs) But you don't, it has nothing to do with you. This is their journey. You're just helping aid or do something for them along the way. And hopefully they do. And you'll either find out or you won't. Yeah. I think that the lesson that I want everyone to take from this is that like, if you're showing up and holding your own and doing what you are here to do and like just being of service, you're not going to fuck it up. You're not going to get it wrong. It might look like you got it wrong or it might look like you quote unquote failed, mm-hmm. but you're, you're really not, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you just have to keep going though, keep going and be consistent with it. Um, I, I, it just, it, it breaks my heart when people start to doubt themselves when they've just started their business and they've had, you know, a couple roadblocks or, you know, challenges that have come up for them. And then they start to doubt and question everything. And I, I have been there as well too. So I can see it from like the, from, from hindsight really. But it's like right before that breakdown is usually the breakthrough right before or right after the, 
the perceived failure or the lost client or the lost opportunity is usually the opportunity that you've been waiting for that's even better Mm -hmm. than what you thought you had in front of you that you lost yeah totally that never that feeling never goes away yeah I think you just believe in yourself more you know that alter ego to step into every single time or Mm. you know you know those coping mechanisms but I think every person has doubt and you know thinks like is this going to be it? Is this going to be the breaking, like the straw that breaks it all? But in reality, I'm a very true believer. Like I always have been and like it is what it is and let it be that and don't try to force anything because when you try to force it, it just means it wasn't right. Yeah. And so I feel like if you're feeling those feelings, that it's probably fear, something, something fear-based is happening or you're having some type of insecurity and so you need to like check yourself and figure out like ask yourself those questions yeah um and just be like why are you feeling like that why like why are you questioning yourself in that manner mm-hmm. what was it about this particular situation that made you feel like that was it yeah um and you know you hear those stories about all these like major entrepreneurs that are like they were turned down 275 times and 276th was like the one yeah and it's like fuck I don't want to go through 275 times yeah but you don't have to like you can inch closer and closer and get and be truer to who you are and what you want and what you want out of life but if it was and I know everyone says this if it was easy everybody would do it right yeah but it's not easy but it's worth it totally totally worth it I could never work for somebody else never again never I just couldn't it was four years ago four and a half years ago that I made that vow to myself and even at the time I was like but is it actually gonna happen I don't know I don't know if I'll have to go back and work for somebody else um and it hasn't because I've been scrappy because I've continued to show up because I have Mm -hmm. looked at my shit because I have like allowed the fear to be there but still did the thing anyways yep the survivor mentality yeah but now I feel like I'm like in thriver mentality where it's like my brain and my mind has caught up to what my soul has already known and like what my heart has already known yeah I feel like that too it's an interesting shift but you know like I know that if shit were to go down let's say everything you had was taken away for some reason yeah right you know you'd be okay that's why you're able to be in this thriver mentality because Mm -hmm there that fear is gone yeah that fear of loss or that fear whatever that fear was for you or could be for anyone else that's gone yeah because you know you'll be fine yeah because I've proved to myself yeah. over and over and over again that like I can do it but if we don't ever prove to ourselves, if we let the fear get in the way then it will that will be our story and that really? we will stay in that survivor mentality or even in just like the comfort mentality of you know oh I'm okay here I can just work this job yeah which is fine that's for people too that's been my struggle actually was not seeing big enough Mm. honestly like I was like oh I can like I didn't wasn't even capable of seeing how much growth I could accomplish like what was possible I look like I people think I'm crazy but like one of my favorite entrepreneurs that I really look up to is Mark Cuban I think it's just because he's like a no bullshit, straightforward kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to own a sports team. But like <laughs> he, I was like, I couldn't be as big as him. Like he's fucking huge. Like he is, kills it. I can't, I can't be a millionaire or a billionaire. I was, I've always thought I could be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. But billionaire, I'm like, mm, 
that seems like a lot to handle. <laughs> but as I constantly challenge myself in ways to put myself in positions of leveling up, no pun intended, to make myself go there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it was kind of like when we had that conversation about me getting that house. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a lot more money than I was anticipating. And you're like, you're going to be fine. You'll get yourself there. Yeah. You'll, you'll match yourself or yeah. whatever it was that you said. And as soon as I was in that mentality, I was like, that's right. Yeah. Like I've never been in a position where I couldn't pay my bills yeah. or um, put food on the table, whatever it might be. Right. Not because things weren't tough, but because I didn't allow myself to get to that point. Yeah. And so now I'm like, I look at something that's like a hard challenge and I'm like, I'm so into it. I'm yeah. like, I want to achieve that. I yeah. want to get that. Yeah. You know. Who's the Spanx woman? Sarah, Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely. She was sharing a story. I think it was in Masterclass about when she was on Richard Branson's uh, entrepreneur show that mm-hmm. he did. Like it was They're like, like BFF. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to be BFFs with Richard Branson. Um, but she was sharing the story of like one of the, so the premise of the show was like, do you know, did you ever watch mm-hmm. the show? So the premise of the show, it's, it was like uh, Trump's show, whatever that was called. Oh, The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Um, but there was like extreme stunts involved and <laughs> in order to get like coaching or time with Richard. And one of the stunts was jumping from this cliff to your partner that was like, I don't know, like floating on a hot air balloon or some crazy shit and having to jump and be caught. And every single person that jumped, they missed the partner. They missed it. They fell short a little bit. They didn't die. They had like some sort of, you know, safety net or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that person's (laughs) dead. And that person's dead now. Not only is their (laughs) dreams, but they're dead. Um, But I know. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, so she shared instead of looking at the person she looked above them she reached and like that was her goal above the person and she was the only person that ended up actually being caught by the partner on the other side because she aimed higher and i think that that's something that i always think about it's like always aim higher because even if you don't hit that goal you'll probably stretch past and and um like be able to far um what am i trying to say you're going to exceed you're whatever gonna, yeah. like that. Original yeah, you was. will, you will, whatever you were trying to keep yourself small with and play safe with, you will likely exceed that goal. Yeah. And, um, and you might also reach that goal, the higher goal that you set for yourself by stretching yourself. And so I always just remind myself like aim high, even if it feels a little bit scary, even if it's a little exciting, not to be like, damn, I didn't hit the goal, but instead to be like, wow, I was limiting myself by that smaller goal. You know, the first time that I launched the Academy of Breath, I was like, it would be cool. Or actually, no, this time that I launched the Academy of Breath. So the first time I had 64 people sign up, my goal was 30. And I thought with 30, I was dreaming big. And I was like, how's that going to happen? And then 64 people came in and I was like, holy shit. And for this second launch, I'm like, yeah, it'd be cool to have like 20 people in it. And I, my mom was literally like, Ava, what the fuck are you talking about? You literally had 64 people in the first round. Why are you limiting yourself? She's like, you should have 200 people in this round. And I was like, oh yeah, I even was playing safe with the second round, even yeah. though I had proof from the from first, first that yeah. I could do that and that I could absolutely create that. And so I think that aiming high is so important for us to not only like stretch ourselves but also to like just to do something that maybe we've been limiting ourselves around and have and kind of like shatter our beliefs of what's possible yeah absolutely when we launched dames 
in San Diego, I remember being like, it'd be cool if like, you know, 20 people came, Ooh, like 50 would be super, super great. And we had like over 200 people show up wow. and I was like, holy shit, I'm totally like out of my league yeah. here. And I think that that was like the first time that I realized that your goal is your goal and nobody needs to know anything about it. Yeah. And if you don't want to let yourself down, which I have a hard time with that. That's like a whole nother thing. But like, if you want to, don't want to let yourself down, that's fine. You're going to work harder. This has nothing to do with anyone else, but yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, let's say your goal was that 200 people, but you were, it was like 150. Well, one, that's like 130 more than your 20. Yeah. Right. But the next time you're like, okay, fine, I'm going to do 250 and I'm going to work harder or I'm going to do this more. I'm going to be show up more, whatever it is that you think is going to get you to that point, And then you're going to hit that 200 yeah. or then you'll hit that 250, you know, yeah. whatever it is. But I think it's like that, like old saying, like, what is it? Play small, be small. What is it? Play small, whatever. Work I hard, don't even know. Work it. hard, play hard. <laughs> well, I like that yeah. one. Too. <laughs> um, no, but it's like, if you're, if you play small, you'll be small. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, it's, how like satisfying is the is it when you achieve that small goal? It's like not nearly as exciting as you hit that really big goal or yeah. exceed that really big goal. Yeah. So I think that it's showing up for yourself, setting those expectations for yourself and say them out loud, you know, and and be real with yourself and look at the people around you that have been able to also achieve that. Why why wouldn't you be able to achieve yeah. that? There it makes no sense. I mean I don't even, I mean, my parents, my mom's an entrepreneur, or I mean, my dad and my mom are an entrepreneur now, but I didn't grow up with entrepreneurs. Yeah. I didn't know how it was done. I just knew the lifestyle I wanted. And I, through a lot of like self-work and self-talk, like I've been able to get to that point. Yeah. But I mean, it's ever, it's never ends. It, you have to keep doing it. Oh yeah. And never. I mean, there's so many examples of people that you can look to and be like, oh, okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. One of the things that, um, Amanda Francis says is like, God didn't forget about you. It's not like God forgot about you. And it's like, you don't get the same, mm-hmm. um, the same opportunities or the same like grit or the same, you know, attention from God. Like you don't, you're, you weren't forgotten about in love. You weren't forgotten about in business. You weren't forgotten about in any area of life. But we think that we were forgotten about or we think mm-hmm. that we can't have it. Um, but we were never forgotten about. No. That's just an illusion that we tell ourselves. Totally. It's such an illusion. And I think it's also like we look at the people that we want to be like and we're like, oh, like I could never talk to them. Or, you know, like I don't you, – you get into this weird place that they're above you. And then I think the coolest feeling, and I'm sure you've felt this too because you've met so many cool people, is like I meet these people and they're like – just as interested to know about me as mm-hmm. I'm interested to know about them. Yeah. They're just people, yeah. you know? And if you surround yourself, like kind of coming back to community, if you surround yourself with the right people, they're constantly going to be pushing you to level up. Mm-hmm. They're constantly going to be talking you out of that, you know, small talk, right? And so I think that's the biggest piece when finding your community. Yeah. Finding people that are, I mean, I feel like people say it all the time, like, Find people that are in your next, like a level above you, mm-hmm. two levels above you. Mm-hmm. Because why do you want to stay the same? Yeah. Like you want to always be kind of growing and going up further yeah. and further. Or why do you want to be the mom in the in the friendship as well too? That's like something that I've had to really let go of with some close friends from, um, you know, just throughout life of like, okay, 
I am like being the one holding space for them. I'm the one doing the coaching or being the mom. And this relationship is not serving me. It's keeping me small. And, um, you know, not to cut off all those people in your life, but there are certain people, we all know who they are, that we can't give that airtime to, that we can't like give all of our focus to because there are big things that we are meant to do in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. We know that we're meant to do those things in this lifetime. And for me, at least it's surrounding myself with people. Um, That's why I love being a part of masterminds. Like I'm in a mastermind right now and I was doing one-on-one coaching before that. And I just feel like the mastermind has been such an up level because it's like every single time that any person around me gets a success I don't look at it as like oh she's taking it away it's like oh wow like look at what's possible like I'm feeding off of that energy and using it to inspire me and motivate me yeah absolutely you know when you leave a friend or somebody and you just feel like drained oh yeah I'm like that is a sign that that person doesn't need to be in your life and it doesn't have to be malicious when you cut that off it can be like a fade yeah right but just know that there's other like I am now like (laughs) I was I'm like feel like a leech because I like want to like soak everything up from people around me that are successful. That's why you get a podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so cool because you see what they've done and and the stories that they have and you know you're like, "Oh, this person hasn't didn't get like a better upbringing than I did or yeah. didn't get a handout or, you know, a crazy a crazy like investment or whatever it might be." They're normal people that had a vision and they went after it. Yeah. And they didn't let anything stand in their way. That is what it's all about. And you just have to surround your people or surround yourself with those people. Yes. So on that topic, mm-hmm. level community, how can everyone that's listening join up and um, be a part of this magic join. that you're creating? We are, if you go to our website, thelevelcommunity.com. Uh, we have all of our memberships on there right now. We're doing everything virtually. We're kind of going through a, I don't know when this is airing, but, um, a website hall. So you'll be able as a member, even just joining, you'll be able to access all of the video recordings and workshops and morning minefields we've done since the start of the pandemic. Um, and it's super affordable. We're going through a little bit of a transition right now. Um, but it's, $40 $40 a month, pretty much. That's so and easy. Yeah. So that's the most expensive yeah. option. Less than your pause gym, gym membership right now. I know. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then our Instagram is at level.community. Awesome. And where can we find you in the pod? Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed still by this podcast. Why? I don't know. I love it. It's so badass. Thank I was you. telling um, my girlfriend, Lexi, that it's like a just like very rebellious and just very you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, my Instagram is Chanel Sonego. So C-H-A-N-E-L-S-O-N-E-G-O. And then the podcast is on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And it's Cha Cha Sips. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me.